Hi, this is one of your hosts, DJ Pagalki, and this is our semi-sequel to our first episode. In this episode, we're going to be watching the semi-sequel to Knocked Up. This is 40. So sit back, get a glass of wine, and a package of those candies that are individually wrapped in that annoying, crunchy cellophane, and... Buckle up for Movies After Marriage. <laughs> it looks cool. It's definitely different than my um, cackle. Yeah. Which is like all the way to 11 yeah. on the speakers. So yeah. are you excited? Yeah. Here we are. Episode number two. You know, when we started this, nobody said that we could do it, but look how far we've come. The second episode. Ooh, kind of a big thing. Yeah. Should we do some coke? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fresh out of blow. Oh, okay. All right. We probably shouldn't do it anyways. How about we just drink instead? Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Okay. Coke is... Coke is woke? Is that what the young kids say? Probably. If crack is whack, coke should be woke. I'm still having a, a hard time understanding the full definition of woke, because I'm lame like that. Don't I'll, don't look at me with that face. I'll I'll try to tell you about it after the show, but if you're not woke, I can't really... I know, that's the whole point. I'm not woke about being woke. Okay. I'm narcoleptic. We'll get you some coke, and <laughs> then you'll be woke. I have nails for it. You do, yeah. Carrie Fisher over there. I know, right? Yep. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with that movie. It's going to be sad. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, did they... I thought you said they already shot some of the parts. No. No. For the last one? I don't... Not that I know of. As far as I know, like, they were... Because there's the third one left, They were doing editing of the second one when she passed. They had... Uh Because people were concerned, like, that they hadn't finished filming. Do you think they'll do this, the cheater CGI thing like they did with that one character in the first one? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. From Rogue One, where yeah, yeah. she was young. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. That other character, he was a bad guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and he was completely CGI. Yeah. Um, well, Carrie Fisher was, too. What? In Rogue One, Carrie Fisher was completely CGI. Well, then why don't they just do that? They might. Um, people had a problem with it. Mm. But well, it's not... Okay, I can understand people having a problem with it if Carrie Fisher is still around and they CGI Carrie Fisher. But Carrie Fisher is no longer around. It's... Also, it's Star Wars, and people are going to have an issue with it no matter what. So... At this point, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Really. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got off on a Star Wars tangent. Sorry. But you know what? It's our podcast. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. So are you ready? Okay, I'm totally ready to talk about This is 40 with you because we both watched this movie together. Was it Monday? Yep. And I was so tempted. I wanted to, like, ask you and talk to you about stuff right away. And it was hard because I didn't... I wanted to wait until we did our, our podcast recording. So I was very curious what your take and feel was on the movie. Yeah. Um, we had seen Knocked Up numerous times, and so we kind of knew how we each felt right. about that. So there right. were no surprises there. 
Um, we haven't seen uh, This is 40 nope. ever prior nope. to this. It's the first time watching it for both of us. Yeah. So, okay, how do you think I felt about it? Probably the same way I did. Okay. So... Do you want to, like, one, two, three, go and say what we think? Um, sure. Okay. Okay. One, two, three... It you hated sucked. it. Okay. <laughs> I hated it. What, you didn't hate it? Well, no. Like, you said that we were both on the same page, so I thought that's what we were going to do. You you hated it. I hated it. Okay. We hated it. Yes. Um, so we can agree that we hate it. Yeah. Uh, I was a bit surprised when I was looking up buying it and looking up stuff on IMDb about it because it had, like, a five-star rating on, not a five-star, but like a five out of ten rating on IMDb. Is that good in IMDb world? No, five out of ten. Well, I don't know if there's a curve. Don't look but, at me like I'm crazy. Okay. So, yeah, most people are just like, meh. Oh, um, it's worse than meh. Do yeah. Do you think it's meh, or do you think, like, it sucks? No, I I really didn't enjoy it. Um, it, like most Judd Apatow movies, it's a bit too long. Yeah, what is with him? He needs to know when to call it off. Well, we, I don't know if we watched the unrated version or the theatrical cut, theatrical cut of it. Um, but yeah, the, all of his movies are way too long by about 45 minutes, half yes. an hour to 45 minutes. I thought the movie had gotten to an end point, and then it went on for like another 30 minutes, 45 minutes. The weird thing is, is that all of the stuff that happens in the movie feels like it should have taken place over nine months, like Knocked Up, Yep. but it was a week. Like, they both went to see numerous doctors. Yeah, they really got those appointments in, didn't they? Yeah. It's amazing that either of them could actually make it to work. Um, <laughs> as many times as they've been poked and prodded. Yeah. And then they had so many dinners and were able to go out to clubs and go out to concerts. You know, I never thought of that, to pay attention to, like, the the day-night rotation, or, like, mm-hmm. how many suggested days there were. Yeah. Because they made it very clear in the plot in the beginning that their weeks are, or their birthdays are a week apart. Yeah. So she turns 41st, and a week later he turns 40. Yep. And, um, you're right, it seemed like months. That, or it could just be that the movie is so torturous and long, it feels like fucking months by the time you're done with it. Yeah. Um... When we were originally going to do uh, our favorite films for the first episode, um, in Jurassic Park, there's the part where the little girl, is it Ellie, the little girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where she figures out how to use the computer because it's mm-hmm. the same program. It's a network. Yeah. I know this. So, so that is one of those moments where it's just like, how how on earth could she possibly know that, like... And that seems like it's such a specific thing. It's it's movie magic. It's in the script. Um, oh, do you mean the timeline thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the same my dad has. When there's, like, a bullshit part in the movie, he's like, mm-hmm. it's in the script. Yeah. So, 
this was their little bullshit in the script thing. Yeah. Fine. All this takes place in a in a week, which could conceivably happen, but at the same time, it's there were totally other stupid. Parts in the movie that I have a whole section like that's bullshit. Okay. Um, so yeah, what, do you want to start with some of your notes? Because I have a whole like. I showed you my notes. They're impressive. Yeah. Look at these sexy, impressive notes. I saw all the notes. Is it I have on? no. Why? I have, because you. These are sexy notes. Why you, are you not turned on? You took so many notes for this movie, and I was just like, after about ten minutes, I was just like, I'm not taking any more fucking notes. This movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it it was one of those things where. In Knocked Up, you were just like, I love these two characters. They're one of the best parts, blah, 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 blah. And then you get to this, and you're just like, there's a reason that I love them so much in that movie. It's it's because you got small doses. Um, Mm. And if you get too much of a good thing... Microdosing good. Yeah. Big dose bad. It's all about the microdosing. Again, back to drugs. What's with this? Yeah. Um, The first note I have is that this seems like a bunch of vignettes. Okay, explain that a little bit more. Um, it seems like they took a bunch of stuff that was happened over, like, nine months of their life and just kind of smashed it together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very cohesive. Yes. Um, one scene would jump to the next and you'd be mm-hmm. like, there, what the fuck happened in between that? Yep. Um, yep. Um, and yeah. I just said it was very disjointed. Mm-hmm. They they go from being happy to miserable to happy to miserable numerous times a day. It seems yeah. like like they're the best couple in the world, and then they're the worst couple in the world, and then they're the best couple in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have some big yeah. bipolar. Are they happy or miserable? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, my first major beef with it was when they went on their, like, little semi-vacation yes. for the evening. Um, they do edibles that Ben gets them. I don't know if you caught that part. It was Ben that gave it to him. Ben the, sent them the, the edibles. Cookie. Yeah. Um, and so the whole time I was thinking, like, okay, Pete's done drugs before. He He kind of knows how this should work. But his reaction was, like, Oh, I don't know what we should do. Let's just eat, like, seven of them at a time. That seems like a good idea. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not at all how you do edibles, unless you don't know how to do edibles. But you had shrooms in the first movie, Pete. Yeah. What's the fucking story, dude? Yeah. Maybe he fried out his brains on the shroom and he forgot how to do edibles. I don't know. Um... Or maybe it's movie magic. From from what I've seen of things, and from what I from what I understand on edibles, if they had done seven edible cookies, like seven doses of it, uh, they wouldn't have been like doing little skits for the Slowly, waiter and yeah. all that stuff. They would have been on the floor like a dolly painting gone wrong. Like they would have been and yeah. Yeah. Can you barf and get sick if you eat too many edibles? No, 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 no. But you would definitely just be like, I'm, I'm not getting up from this location because this is the most fun I've ever had. It's right here on the floor. Yeah. You don't want to move. You don't want to get up. You just are kind of there. You exist. All right. 
I'll take your word for it. Yeah. What else you got? Um, one part I really did like was, and I can't remember his name right now. It's um the guy from the IT crowd. Yes. Um. Oh, that, that made me happy. He was in there. Yeah. You can't remember his name. No, I oh, can't. Oh, fail. But they had a scene with him and Jason Segal. Jason Siegel. Um And I was just like, <laughs> it's like the American and Scottish version of Jason Siegel. I did not realize how much those two guys looked alike. Yeah. And then they had them right next to each other. I was like, sweet. Jesus. It's good that the one had facial hair and the other one didn't. Yeah. It was fucking freaky. And you're right. It's like the American and so he's Scottish, you said, right? I believe he's Scottish. But oh my god, I did not realize how similar they looked until they had them side by side and that was kind of a mind fuck for me. He's either Scottish or Irish, um, but being American, I don't know the difference between the two of those. Do you? Scottish and Irish? Okay, sorry. I mean, but yes, DJ. Sorry. Uh, Any other big points, or should I delve into mine? Well, that was pretty near the end. Um, Like, it seemed like they had two best friends that would randomly show up in the film that they'd talk to, but I never got a clear understanding of who they were besides Jews. (laughs) That seemed to be their main distinguishing feature. Yeah, and I don't know many, if any, Jewish people, and so I'm not sure if, like, their constant talking point is just like, well, we're Jewish, so let me tell you how that relates to this. I don't think I know any Jews either. Yeah. Good, because this is Wisconsin. Uh, This is how we grew up. This is sheltered. Yep. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd is the IT crowd guy's name. Yep. So. I fucking hate this movie. So. <laughs> um, there was one chunk, though, that I put movie truth. That okay. we, um, and there was a few likes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, maybe I'll go back and forth between bashing it and liking it. Um, okay. The one thing I noticed off the bat, and it was especially heavy in the beginning of the movie when it was with the wife and dealing with being 40, mm-hmm. is it was that theme of psycho women logic that I can't fucking stand. And I don't know if it's like maybe normal women are all crazy like that, and I kind of fall outside of the bell curve. We've discussed that before, that mm-hmm. a lot of things women get emotional or upset about, I don't. But I got a whole list of crazy woman logic that pisses me off. This is, like, why I bitch about and don't like the character Deborah from Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Because, you know how she's, like, psycho bitchy, but everyone just accepts it and, like, no, this is how women are. She's right. It's like, no, she's being a horrible, horrible person. This is not okay. This is psycho woman logic. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. All the psycho woman logic. Let's see. Her fear of getting older. Yep. That's a stereotypical psycho woman logic thing. Mm-hmm. That Path- Pathologically lying about it. Yeah, that's the next thing. Lying about her age. I have no issues. I'm 36 going on 37 people. I don't give a fuck. I also don't give a fuck about getting older. Is it fun? No, but I'm not terrified of it. 
Um, you seem to get upset every time I mention that I'm younger than you. Well, that's because you're an asshole about it, and you're only younger than me by two fucking months. Still get upset about it. Yeah, only because you're a dick. Anyway, <laughs> the whole, oh, and this psycho woman logic, and it pisses me off. She told him, don't get me a present for my birthday. Oh, okay. But then it was her fucking birthday, <clears throat> she's like, well, where is my present? And that whole stupid women logic... Truths, half-truths, not being honest. Mm-hmm. I hate that fucking bullshit. That's something that they should have gone through and established 15 years ago. That's, that's stupid psycho bullshit logic. Ugh, pisses me off. Oh, why do you need a Viagra to get a boner? Aren't I sexy enough for you? Wow, let's just take our own insecurities and self-project them onto your husband's, why don't you? Yeah. Um, when she freaked out about the bed farts, it's like, you guys have been married how fucking long, and he's a goddamn human, and, like, you can't get over the bed fart thing? Yeah. Really? Um, that, I think, was mostly just ad-lib, because apparently Paul Rudd was not supposed to fart at all during that scene. And then he did, and the crew got mad because it was supposed to be, like, a serious kind of scene between the two of them. Oh, and he just kept farting? And then he kept farting. And, but it turned out that uh, Amy Mann was able to just roll Working. off of it, and they had such a good dynamic back and forth during that scene that they just kept it in as a funny Still moment that happens. Stupid. <clears throat> um, oh, when she wouldn't investigate the butt issue he had going on. Mm. Which also was just a gratuitous, stupid scene anyway. Yeah. Which was pretty much the whole fucking movie. But anyway, so in this scene, she walks in the bedroom, he has no, he's naked from the waist down, has his legs flailed in the the air with a mirror between his legs, trying to look at his asshole to try to figure out what some kind of dingleberry he's got on his ass or something. Yeah. He's like, you need to look at him. And she's like, no, don't we have any secrets? like... Really, you love this man and go through the but you won't, like, check out a medical thing for him, even if he's being a derp or whatever. Like, she was being all little Miss Prissy Pants about it. It's like, mm-hmm. no. Stupid women. Psychologic. Don't like it. Um, oh! Again, stupid woman logic that pisses me off. Uh, he lied about finances and she got really fucking mad about it. But she was super dishonest about being pregnant and knocked up. That's okay. What the fuck? Yeah, she was dishonest for like three days. Yeah, and then when you say the timeline thing, I forget that, because it made it seem way longer. Hmm. But still. Yeah. That's calling, the, the kettle calling the pot black. Like, and what I, so what, the reason why I call this psycho woman logic mm-hmm. is because it's all wrong. The woman's all in the wrong. But they perceive as like, nope, she's totally in the right. Yep, she should totally think that and do that. And mm, you go, girls. Like, no, this is bullshit. This is psychologic. I hate this kind of shit. And look at all the examples of that that happened in this one fucking movie. Yeah, pissed me off. Yeah, that was a big thumbs down for that. Hey, it's Hot Shot Scott Williams. Do you like chili? Well, I do too. Do you like podcasts? Well, so do we. It's the Ross Family Matters podcast. Join myself, Vic the Stick Ross, Jack Spade, and a a cavalcade of other people except Maru, you're never allowed.
the Apple Talk Network. It's the podcast. We're coming at you. Baru's not allowed. Um, some stuff I liked about the movie. Uh, oh, those are lies. What did I like? Oh, okay. I like that John Lithgow was in it. Oh yeah, he's cool. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the strongest. Even though he was a small part, mm-hmm. just background character, like he, I felt like his acting skills and even just his character, like kind of outshined a little bit there. Yeah, he did the best with what he had. Yeah, I don't know if they could, if they really established like if his character was kind of borderline autistic and kind of like. No, I didn't think he was borderline autistic. He was just very awkward. Yeah. Um. And I thought I took it as like rich people. This is not my problem. Awkward. And then he had a bondy moment with his daughter and said "fuck it," and then kind of opened up and like the Grinch, his heart grew <laughs> that day. Okay. I I took it differently because it was like apparently he has a young daughter of his own, and yeah. then his grandkids were like. You're our grandpa? Come with us. And he was just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do in this situation? It's like, you, well, you've got kids. Yeah, treat but them, he could be just like as kids. A, yeah, but he could be just as estranged with his kids and his new family as he is with these kids. That's not the way they brought it up, though. It seemed like he was... Yeah, but then they had that moment where yeah. they bonded. He's like, my life is still fucked up. My kid's on pot and the other kid this and blah, blah, blah. Like, he gave that falsehood at that that supper they had that oh my life is so perfect to my new beautiful family my new beautiful children life is wonderful and then he had that moment where he broke down he's like no my life is still shit my mm-hmm. kids still fucking hate me and i still can't relate to him he, he was real okay and when he was real i felt like he broke down and made that connection i really liked that scene actually and then i liked when he like opened up and started bonding with the grandkids and stuff okay like his character and that stuff i liked so i like john lithgow I like that the IT crowd guy was in it. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, I liked the haunted cow bit that the younger daughter did. That was funny. That got a reaction out of me. They were, she was horsing around. She's like, oh no, there's a haunted cow in Oh, okay. Ooh. That was it, cute it was scene. Cute. That was a cute scene. Um, I liked the quote, everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie. Everything that goes in is a dick. That is a great line. Mm-hmm. That's a line I need to start using more in life. <laughs> that was a really well-written line. Um, that was about Megan Fox. Yeah. The... But that, her character is in my, why I don't like this movie line part. Okay. And then another line that it just got a reaction and laugh out of me was, it's uh, Jason Siegel and IT guy. Chris Hodel. Yeah, and they're both Jones and over. The hot girl. Megan Fox. Little Miss Sex Object, that's where I refer to her. What's her name? Megan Fox. Okay. When I say Little Miss Sex Object, I mean Megan Fox. No, that's actually a good name for her in most movies. Yeah. Okay. So, they both see Little Miss Sex Object, and someone goes, who's that in the pool? And both of them go, mine. (laughs) They just go after her. That got a reaction out of me. Yeah. Every time they bring up Megan Fox, she's either sexualized. Oh, yes. There's, I got a whole thing about her being a little bit sex object. Or just straight up having sex with people. The guy that she was having sex with in the mm. uh, footage, the camera footage, yeah. that was Bill Hader. Stefan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did not know that. Alright. So, 
Okay, so this movie I thought had did have a lot of truths about um, being 40, marriage, kids, and stuff. Yeah. So that's my other laundry list here. One, kids ruin sex. Yes, they do. There was this great scene about where she's, like, trying to bring back intimacy back into their marriage, and mm. she's giving this blowjob, and he's getting into it, and the kids start fighting, and they're banging on the door, and pretty much just turns into, like, a five-minute scene of them all screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up, at each other. Yeah. Which, from a family standpoint, is actually kind of horrible, but, yeah, kids ruin sex. Yeah. Definitely. That's a, a truth. Um... Oh, when they were, um, they had a car ride going to the vacation. Mm-hmm. It was either going to or coming back. They started bitching about their kids. Yeah. Like, they're such little assholes. Like, that's such a thing that, like, parents do. Like, when the kids aren't there, like, oh, my God, can you believe this little fucker did this? And can yeah. you believe she was such a little bitch and she did that? Like, that's a total life truth. And, yeah. like, anyone who doesn't is a fucking liar. <laughs> you probably have this later on, but... Um, there have been numerous times when I've thought about, like, I've been at the point where I just, I wanted to strangle the kids. Not literally, but... No, I understand. You get into that red zone. Yeah. You just want to strangle their kids. And if you're somewhere in public and you get into that zone and they're just being unreasonable, you get so angry at the kids. But if anybody comes up to you and is just like, you should really do this, or, oh, I remember, I've been at that point... All that anger immediately turns on that person, and then you're like, I will fucking kill you if you talk bad about my kids. I'm no longer pissed at them. They're fucking angels. You are a bitch, and I will straight up kill you if you say another word about them. Yeah, about, like, trying to intervene or stuff like that. Yeah. People could be so dicks. If you see a parent <clears throat> having issues with their child, <clears throat> walk away. Yeah. Unless they are beating the little the tar out of them or be, like it's a physical abuse situation and even then that's like don't, I don't know how you would approach that don't give them the sad eyes that, no or the uh, frustrated like <sighs> at the most you can give them like a silent chuckle that or that that acknowledgement i was like been there just the nod yeah. just the nod and the empathy eyes that's it yep just keep your fucking mouth shut yep. walk on Give them the... Just be happy it's not... Whenever I see that, it's like, ha, 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 not me this time. Yeah. The fight the good fight, chest bump. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Alright. Um. Okay, this one. Movie truth. When she confronts her husband about the 30-minute man poop. What the fuck? Why do guys take such a long time to take a shit? always fucking wondered that. I truly believe the line, shit or get off the pot, that's a me- that's geared towards men. Okay, so now that I'm getting a little bit closer to 40, um, <laughs> like, I, I am definitely one of those people who takes the long poops. Um, I always cons- called it my thinking time. Like, I gotta go think. Gotta go think for a little bit. Um, it is kind of an excuse just to get away. Um, I did have, like, a tweet a couple years ago when I was reading Harry Potter, and I was just like, Sam thinks that I really, really have some irritable bowel bowel syndrome, but I'm, like, (laughs) two chapters away from finishing this fucking book, and I can't wait to finish it, and the only way I can get away is to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but guys guys don't tend to eat 
eat the best. They don't have no. the best diets. No, they do not. Get a little bound up. It, it does take a while to kind of push that out. 30 fucking minutes? You are either shitting uncontrollably for all that time, or you're just, you're, you're transitioning between like, okay, I gotta push now. Alright, don't want to have any aneurysm. Need to hold it back and calm down a little bit. Okay, gotta push now. I mean, cell phones have really made it a lot worse, I think. Uh, but there is definitely like that back and forth. It's a fine line. Um, between what? Between like legitimately actually needing to go to the bathroom, needing to go to the bathroom, and uh, goofing off. Um, I don't know if you noticed another little fun fact. When he was playing Scrabble on the toilet, uh, turlet, 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 yeah, uh, he was playing against Ben, um, Seth Rogen. Ah, yeah, little Easter egg there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, when they get back from their little fantasy vacation mm-hmm. and they have that back to real reality moment, yeah, and everything shit, that's the truth. Yeah, and um. The most perfect example I can think about that mm-hmm. was um, a bachelorette party I went to in the Dells mm-hmm. for one of the cousins. Okay. It was fantastic. I had a blast with the girls. It mm-hmm. felt like a time warp. I felt like I was in my 20s again instead of my 30s, even though I was like one of the oldest, I was the oldest gal there. I felt mm-hmm. young. It felt fun. It felt awesome. And I could literally remember the feeling pulling back into the driveway of the house and like, oh, Fuck. I'm married and I have kids and I'm not 20. Fuck. I felt like Cinderella and the goddamn gown turned into rags and the fucking carriage turned into a pumpkin. (laughs) And I was like, oh, back to reality. So yeah, that moment, that's a harsh truth. Um, The line she had when she was talking about her boobs to a little Miss Sex object. Mm -hmm. And she says, my kids... Just suck the meat out of mine. Mm-hmm. Referring to her boobs. I have a saying when women talk about their boobs, which we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that blows your man brain, but yeah, we really do talk about that. I used to have... Do you remember what they were before kids? They were nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a saying, and I'll tell women, like, yeah, my kids literally suck the tits right out of me. And I'll, that'll get a giggle. But that's the one mm-hmm. I say. The kids suck the tits right out of me. And that's a harsh truth. Mm-hmm. I remember reading in, like, the baby books, which they talked about in the first movie, like, oh, no, your breasts will return back to their completely normal state after breastfeeding. It has no effect on your breasts at all. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's not the same. Ever. Yeah. And the, the one thing I noticed was um, she shows one of her tits later on. And it's not it's not big. She's not no, she's not well endowed. Yeah. But she has a nice She actually shows them a couple times. She has a nice movie. one. She because there was the whole she was trying to seduce her husband. Yeah. And then there was the whole mammogram mm-hmm. scene, which that wasn't a very uh flattering. Flattering, thank you, that's yeah. what I was for. That wasn't a very flattering boob shot. It mm-hmm. was a boob shot nonetheless. Yeah. No, you're right. She did have nice tits and like, oh the kids like t-. but some, I have decent tits, but they are not what they were. No. So, thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me. Yeah, no problem. That was a husband fail, but I love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. Okay, 
Oh. So, um, she was trying to bring up the topic to her husband of, like, she knew she was pregnant. The husband didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you ever thought of, like, making our family bigger? What are you thinking about that? And he's like, three kids put a bullet in my head. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? No. Really? No. You talk about this conversation you and I had all the time. Because you knew I was fucking serious when I said it. You'll have to refresh my memory. All right. So, pregnant with kiddo number two, Dexter. Okay. Going through morning sickness through for the second fucking time. And it wasn't like, you know, some women, yeah, oh, now he's naughty. He knows. He's naughty said now. He knows what I'm fucking talking about. Okay. So, our morning sickness and I, it was not good. It uh-huh. lasted really long, longer than most pregnancies. And it was horrible. If it was not for morning sickness, we would probably have more kids. That's horrible with two whores. Horrible morning sickness. In the depths of this morning sickness, I, with all... We were sitting on the couch Uh in our little crack house apartment that we had at the time. Uh In horrible morning sickness, I look at you, and I was completely serious, and you knew I was completely serious. I looked at you dead in the face and said, if I ever say I want to have another fucking baby, shoot me in the fucking head. And you knew I meant it. Yeah. And I did mean it. If I ever say I want to have another baby, shoot me in the fucking head. So, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, um, when they're in the bar and there was the hockey players. Yep. And um, it was a scene where it was one of the hockey players and the the wife. Yep. And uh, he was hitting on her and suggesting, like, hey, you want to come back to the hotel room with me? And, um, yeah, that's a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know I went off on my laundry list of women's psychologic, mm-hmm. but I will admit I have that, too. No matter what a woman's status is, especially after she's been married, after she has kids, after she gets older, she needs that reassurance. She still got what I take. She's still fuckable. If she had to go back on the market... Tomorrow, she could get a man. Yeah, that's a that's a real thing. Well, they touched on that and knocked, knocked off, off. Where she's like, yep. "Guys would fuck me, right?" Right. Okay. So those were the movie truths. Uh-huh. Movie lies. There was a scene where the kids were in the back seat. Uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed it. So in the back seat, there's the right side, left side, middle, right? One kid oh, was on the right yeah. side, one kid was the middle. They had the kids right next to each other. And, of course, they were all touching on each other and fighting. Like, oh, no, 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 no. That is, that's such a flaw in the movie. Like, no parents would sit the children. There's two kids. It's not like there's three. Yeah. You would never fucking ever sit two kids next to each other like that. Yeah. That's... That was just, no. That was, like, an eyesore. That, like, stuck out to me as a parent. Like, that would never fucking happen. That was only in there to make filming that scene easier. Yeah, but still Yeah. Um, there are ways around that. The other things that like the ridiculous movie vacation montage, or the, the ridiculous magic vacation montage. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, um, no. <laughs> One vacation's not gonna make your marriage perfect. And then, um, oh, there was a scene, it was at the birthday party, and they started having the horrible fight part, and they're weird friends that they're friends, but we're not sure how they're friends, and they're just there. Yep. 
they were just awkwardly standing there watching them fight. And, like, they were moving throughout the house as the fight went on. Hmm. And it's like they had this own little crowd of friends that just kept following them and just kept watching the fight. It's like, yeah, no, that's just, no, that's just weird and no. Like, yeah. not even movie magic, I'll buy it. No. Yeah. That's just socially awkward. You can just turn on those people and be like, can I help you? Exactly, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to you about this in five minutes. You're going to hear all of the details, including my commentary. Like, you don't need to watch. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that was just wrong in a lot of levels. Okay. Oh, do we? Should we go back to you? Do you have any more beefs or sticks to say before I go on to my grand finale of why this movie is such a fucking train wreck? The other bit of fun trivia that I thought... Uh, you would like is that when she is talking to the hockey player, and he's like, "Hey, want to come back to the hotel room and we can do stuff?" Um, that hockey player is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. Shut up! Yeah. Okay, so Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell were like a legit couple. They, as far as I know, they're still a legit couple. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Do you know how much more I love the movie Overboard right now? A bunch? Yeah. I okay. loved it already, and now knowing that they're, like, a legit couple, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was just as an actor. I was wondering if those hockey players were, like, legit hockey players. Um. I'm guessing the toothless guy was. I don't, I don't know for certain, but I, just the way Judd Apatow operates as a director, I can't see why they wouldn't be. So, in saying that, is Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son a legit hockey player? Gonna be looking stuff up on my phone, pretending I know this from memory. Oh God, please tell me you're gonna edit this shit out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just gotta talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also gotta plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five! Oh, yeah! Alright, while you look up that little factoid... I'm going to go off on a rant on all my huge dislikes about this movie. Oh, okay. Go on. <laughs> um, one, this is a little snippet dislike. And I think I told, I don't know if I told you this right away or actually even while we were watching it. Um, the wife at one point in sign, um, one point in time says, choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that saying. Choose to be happy. I feel that whole saying is bullshit. Like, really, all you have to do is choose to be happy, and your life will be sunshine, rainbows, and puppy dogs? Fuck that shit. I understand about having a positive outlook on life, but you can't just fucking choose to be happy. So, yeah, that pissed me off. Um, the edibles montage. Mm -hmm. That was just annoying, stupid, irritable. Yeah. The hockey player teeth swap. That scene was fucking disgusting. Did that bother you at all or no? It did seem weird that somebody would be like, yeah, no, I'll stuff these in my mouth. So to describe this scene, what we're talking about is uh, they're in a bar. It's Little Miss Sex Object and the wife. Yep. They're having a girl's night out. And this this group of swarthy men come up. 
and they're hockey players. And so some, something got brought up about their teeth, and he's like, oh, no, but these ones are fake. And he takes out, like, his false teeth, and, like, the first four or five teeth in the front of his teeth are fake. Yeah. He takes them out, and it's like a retainer with false teeth. He gives it to Little Miss Sex Object, and Little Miss Sex Object puts them in her mouth and is smiling with his fake teeth in her mouth, and it's disgusting. Yeah. And I'm usually not one to get grossed out by things. Mm. It was fucking gross. Yeah. Actually, kudos to Megan Fox for doing that, because... Yeah! That's some fucked up nasty shit. That's some commitment right there. Yes. I hope they paid her extra for that. Uh, T-Swap's gross. Okay. I, um... Oh, I should have had that in the list, too. So the two daughters in the movie are the same two girls that were in the other movies. They are the director's daughters. Yeah. I must give kudos to the older daughter, the teenager. Mm -hmm. She actually had really good acting skills. Yeah. I thought she did really good. Mm -hmm. The little girl, cute, but her acting was really awkwardly rough in this movie. Like, she couldn't get lines down. Mm -hmm. Like, bad. Like, the worst one was when she's like, I hope I don't get my period. Like, and she said it just like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, really? You couldn't do more takes of that? That's the best take? <laughs> Jesus. It was bad. <laughs> you shoot a million feet of film, and that scene you only got one take on. Right? Yeah. I know. So, and my heart goes out to her. She's a little kiddo, you mm-hmm. know. But it was it was awkward turtle, some of her lines and stuff. Yeah. Um... The whole Little Miss Sex Object thing. Oh, my God. So, what's her name? Megan Fox or whatever the fuck her name is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Her whole character, the whole fucking point of her character is she was just a sex object. So much so that later in the film, we find out she's a sex worker. Okay. Fine. Yeah, whatever. And, okay, I am pretty damn liberal about, like, I don't mind crass jokes. I don't mind, um... Like, uh, objectifying women to a point for a joke or this or that. Like, I actually liked the line when, when they said, like, who's that in the pool? And they're like, mine. I laughed at that. But they objectified her as a sex object so much that even I was like, dude, really? The it whole was scene where, awkward. the whole scene where Amy Mann was like feeling her up and touching her boobs. Yes! It was like, okay, I know that your boobs went away after you had kids, but, like, you even know how boobs feel. Like, touching hers isn't gonna... Like, you shouldn't be that amazed by it. Yeah, it was... It was. There were pretty much any scene she was in. Paul Rudd walks in. Oh, I looked up and I saw her pussy. She has no underwear on. Are her tits real? <laughs> she fucks in the, um store all the time. Then we find out she's an escort. Then the whole time she's at the party and all the men are drooling at her. Like, the wives even make a a comment like, look, our husbands look like pedophiles staring at her. Mm -hmm. The two Jason Seagal and IT guy fighting over her. It's all sex object, sex object, sex object. That's Mm -hmm. all she is. Yeah. And it it just gets bleh after a while. Um... What the fuck was, okay, up with the music during Paul Rudd's runaway bike scene. Like, I get that he was supposed to be into, like, cool, like, folky music kind of stuff as, like, a musical 
recorder, contractor guy, whatever the fuck his job was. Mm-hmm. But he has a, a scene, there's a scene in the movie where he freaks out during his birthday. He's like, fuck this shit. And he gets on his bike and he's just running away on his bike and going off on a tangent. Mm. And the music they have playing is like this woman singing and it's very folk artsy, artsy weird, like angry lesbian folk music. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Not the kind of music choice I would have picked. For that scene. It was like, the music didn't fit the scene so well, it stuck out. It seemed like Judd Apatow was just like, hey, Cameron Crowe, uh, what are some of your favorite songs? Mm-hmm. Did, did, that, did that music stick out to you when you saw that scene, or was it just me? The, the whole thing did. Uh, the the main, the, the story about him signing that, the old rocker right. with his band. Correct. Um, I had never heard of that guy. Is he a real guy? Yeah. I mean, I know that. I thought it was just a movie character thing. Um, oh, no. did you look up your thing about if he's really a hockey player? He was a former amateur hockey player. Close enough. I'll yeah. take it. Um, Legit. A former amateur hockey player. Yeah. Alright. Uh, music. Take- okay. So, three main takeaways I have for this movie. One, this family has the worst fucking birthdays because from knocked up mm-hmm. it's the little girl's birthday and they had that huge fight they did have a nice callback though because there was there was the huge fight and then it like smash cutted to them just happy I birth. know they did it right but yeah. still that was a shitty birthday yeah then she gets all shitty about her birthday. Mm-hmm. Then his birthday's a big fucking di- disaster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this family should just quit with the birthday. <coughs> like, they are horrible at birthdays. Yeah. Also, you're in financial trouble from all this shit. Don't have, like, a catered yes! couple thousand dollar birthday party. Yes, they about how they're in financial distress this whole movie and then they talk about all the money they fucking blow on all kinds of shit and they're like oh so they say one of the reasons they're in financial distress is like oh he's been helping out his dad with money and stuff like that and you're like okay maybe slipping him a couple hundred here a couple mm-hmm. hundred there and then it just glows at one point mm-hmm. that over the past couple of years he's given him eighty thousand dollars it's like what kind of fucking money are these assholes making yeah, how shitty is your dad with money that he's borrowed $80,000 from you and he still needs more? Yes! Um, he spent $30,000 on a neon sign. And it's just like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to feel sorry for you as the protagonist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you're supposed to feel sorry for them that they're having financial difficulties, mm-hmm. but you don't want to because they make several points throughout the movie of how bad they are with money. It's like, um, yeah, you make your own fucking problems. That's on you. You have not suffered any financial hardships that you haven't caused or done to yourself. But then we're led to, le- led to believe in the last 30 seconds... That everything is going to be fine because Pete is going to sign the indie artist that they see at the yeah. end. Uh, uh, Ryan Adams, Ex Mahina. Is that a real musical Ryan, artist? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
I'm not hip. I'm not cool. I don't know this shit. That's okay. I don't even know what woke means. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Brian Adams, but without the B. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. So, um, you had kind of touched on this in the beginning when you said it seems like a bunch of disconnected stuff, barely loose together. Yeah. I felt this whole fucking movie mm-hmm. was a series of bad improv sketches loosely tied together. That's all of Judd Apatow's movies. Right. But in Knocked Up, mm-hmm. it was done well. This is an example of what happens when it is not done well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just um, like, okay, this is a situation. Go improv. Yep. And, like, because when you think of, like, the main plot, mm-hmm. there's barely any development or depth to it at all. It's like, okay, they're turning 40, and they're having a little bit of financial marital problems, and that's it. And, mm-hmm. like, it's all improv stuff they wedge into that. They're, like, in Knocked Up, I felt like you truly were a little on the edge of, like, okay, our... Are the two main protagonists actually going to be able to make this relationship work? Okay. Or not? There is no, like, nope. There's, like, no, where is this going? Is there a climax or to the movie? You mm-hmm. know, an action? No, there's nothing. It's just a bunch of loosely strained sketch comedy, improv comedy, slapped loosely together over this canvas of it's an older couple quote-unquote having marriage and financial issues, and it all ends up sometime in the end. The, the like, climax of the movie um, also was just pretty much taken directly from 40-year-old virgin. What's that? Uh, the, main, the main guy character just has a meltdown. He freaks out, gets on his bike, starts riding down the road. Does he... Is, gets into is that some. The same director that does Forty Year Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Uh, gets into well, an accident. Parts of it too. I thought that parallel knocked up, like the big fight scene during the birthday party. What's his What's this director's name? Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. I don't know what the fuck happened in his childhood, but this dude's got birthday issues. Yeah. He does. But. Let's just send that man a birthday cake because he's got some PTSD about birthdays. I don't know what the fuck happened to that poor man. But he got issues about birthdays. That's all I'm saying. But Pete gets into an accident with a car uh, mm-hmm. just in time for Deb to show up and see him get into the accident. Somehow she has a GPS and is able to find him, even though he's... <laughs> like, could be anywhere in the fucking city. Yeah, he's and... rode, like, at least two miles away on his bike. Right. And she just happens Still to find him yeah, that part at too, that, that moment. That's the movie magic moment. It's in the script, but fine. Whatevs. I didn't understand why she had his dad with him at that point, too, just to help look or whatever. But still, that was it was so that they could have a reconciliation, yeah. even though he was a terrible pain in the ass two hours before that. Um yeah, you know, okay, so in a movie, you're supposed to either relate with the protagonist or feel for the protagonist. There's so much in this movie, I'm like, no, these are horrible people, they they deserve what they fucking get. Yeah. Like, 
they're they try to be good parents, but there is so much fighting they do in front of their kids or yelling they do at their kids. Not to say we've never fought. Not to say we've never yelled in front of our children or what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're kind of horrible people, aren't they? They. I did have a note written down that they don't understand their kids at all. No. Like they've got a teenage daughter, and they're like. You can have electronic time between 8 and 8.30. Yes! 30 minutes of electronic time? I was yeah. like, um, what? Yeah. And she freaks out, and they were just like, no, this is this is just how it and is. Then she's a teacher, like, you should build a fort. That would be great. And I think the point is to be ironic, the mom was out of touch. But that was, like, so ironic out of touch. You're like, um, no. Yeah. If they had had a scene with them discussing like oh, I I always thought I would be the cool parent blah, 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 blah. maybe that would tie in but they didn't have that it was just them kind of being they fail at parenting her hippy dippy uh, eastern medicine so yeah that too ugh but Oh, and then I also think that the kids are terrible monsters because um, the daughter showed John Lithgow the final episode of Lost, a <laughs> show that goes on for five seasons. And she just shows in the last episode, like, oh, this yeah. is how it ends. And Judd Apatow was a fucking monster for showing the last scene from the last okay, episode I twice. There's no context to anything, but still, fuck you, you fucking piece of fucking shit. Wow. But yeah, okay, I hate spoilers. Mm-hmm. I've only saw, like, maybe the first two, three episodes of Lost. If I had ever wanted to see that again, I fucking know the ending now. It's like, that's a dick move yeah. to out the ending of another show. Like, does he know the director or anyone from Lost that... They mention it. Earlier that, like, J.J. Abrams, and they talk shit about him a little bit, and then they seem to, like, praise him. I don't know. I don't get it. Because, I mean, that's kind of a dick move to out the, to spoiler the ending of, like, another show, like, in your movie. And although, like, one has lost, one did Lost end, and one did this movie come out? Like, what's the timeline between that? Oh, you gotta look it up, fuck it. But I'm just saying, like, how much is the appropriate amount of time... Mm-hmm. Before you can like spoiler the ending of the movie and not be a total dick about it, yeah. Because this movie is how old? Uh, twenty twelve. Okay, and Lost ended. This is two thousand four. It would have started and then it went to two thousand ten. So, two years. Two years? Yeah. That's not that long. No, but... That's a dick move. I mean, now we're getting to the point where it's a month after a movie comes out. It's fair game to talk about spoilers. I... That's a pet peeve of mine. I fucking hate spoilers. Yeah. I do. So, for it only being two years, yeah, that's a dick move. Yeah. And then, pretty much my last thing about... I hate both movies. It's too fucking long. Yeah. Like, I seriously thought the movie was wrapping up, and then the way it picked up again, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, like, going to be another 30 or 40 minutes, isn't it? Fuck this shit. So, yeah, uh... I did notice you look at your watch and then go, and then I was like, are you tired? Do you want to stop and go to bed? And you're like, no. 
like, okay, there's another 45 minutes left. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So overall, do you got anything else big to say about it? No, I think we we kind of made our feelings clear. Um, don't like this movie. Okay. Yeah. Final thoughts. I we. Oh man, I Judd Apatow also did the Big Sick. I don't know what that is. Um, it's on Netflix or it's on Amazon Prime. It's an I'm not Amazon he's a Prime original. Garbage. I like Knocked Up. Yeah. I like Forty Year Old Virgin. But he dropped the fucking ball in this movie. Yeah. Um, he also did Funny People, and I think that was kind of like the beginning of the end for him. But we'll have to see if we ever do watch up, watch this, The Big Sick, whatever it's called. I'm getting, getting a bunch of movies confused right now. It's all good. Um, $5 fines? Want to talk about $5 no, fines? No, I want to have my final thoughts with movie. Okay. It sucks. Big. Sweaty, nasty donkey balls. Okay, five dollar fines. Five dollar fines. <laughs> um, so we went to Shopko tonight. Shopko, if anybody is listening that's outside of the greater Midwest Midwest tri-state area, uh, Shopko is like a Target. Uh, Target before there was Target. Uh, yeah, it's poor man's Target. Yeah. Um. Poor it's, man's Target, but I like it better than Walmart. Yeah, there's far fewer people than at the Walmart, um, because... And the people of Walmart are not at Shopko because they're at Walmart. Yeah, um, so they had, it wasn't a $5 bin, but it was seven ninety nine, and they had... Did you buy it? Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, is that the first Mad Max? No, this is the newest one that came out. I never got to see that one. No, I've only seen 20 minutes of it, um, and it's spectacular from what I've seen. We and watched I've, the first one together, finally, though. We, we watched Road Warrior. Okay. And that was... But the main character is, quote-unquote, Mad Max, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there more than Road Warrior between Road Warrior and this movie? There's uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. We don't talk about that except for the two-man enter, one-man leave... Uh, making fun of Tina Turner in her Thunderdome attire. Well, then why don't we watch it? Because it's so fucking weird. Like, there's a really good fight scene at the beginning with two men enter, one man leave, one man leave, but then it goes, like, completely bonkers. You have shown me some weird fucking shit in our little journey together here, Mr. DJ. Mm-hmm. So... For you to be like, oh, but this one's weird. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. Okay, fine. But we can watch Mad Max Fury Road. It's Do you got... remember how long we were together before you let me watch Pink Flamingos? How long was that? I don't even remember. But, like, you told me about Pink Flamingos, like, you could not watch this, because you will... We were first dating, mm-hmm. and you would talk about Pink Flamingos, and you're like, yeah, you can't watch that, because if you watch that, you'll break up with me. Yeah, it is... It's a little, it's a little crazy. Alright, I wouldn't But okay, it's it's weird in a different way than Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Uh but I'm really excited to watch this. It's just the regular version, it's not the chrome version or the high octane version where they've got it's like stylized black and white. Oh, interesting. But no, it's still really, really 
I'm excited to see it. Is there a dog in it, like in the first one? Uh, no. What? Not that I know of. Why wouldn't you have a dog? The dog died in Road Warrior. Spoilers! Don't you remember? No. Okay, the dog died in Road Warrior. Fuck, maybe I need to watch the movie again. So, I remember um, the woman getting mercilessly raped. That was a hardcore scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that well, part. this has Charlize Theron. That's funny that I remember the woman getting mercilessly raped. You're like, but the dog died, Samantha. A dog died. Uh, this has Charlize <laughs> Theron, so there might be more merciless raping. Um, Does she tend to get raped in movies? Uh, no, I think, from what I've heard in this one, she is a very badass chick. And, nice! Yeah. I'm going to know who's the badass chicks. Yeah. Um, well, she's got a shaved head, so you know for a fact that she's badass. <laughs> Um, I didn't realize that was a qualification for a woman to be. The other thing that I found there, I didn't get it. Uh, It was the Saw Uh, 7 movie uh, set. It was $7.99. And I I hate the Saw movies. Samantha's never seen them. Nope. I fucking hate them. Hard pass. I've seen, like, the first three or four. Um, I don't like them at all. But even I was just like, oh, 7 movie pack, only $8.00. And part of me really wanted to get it just because it was such a great deal. Can't afford not to buy it. Yeah, it's like a buck eleven per movie. Mm-hmm. Just, Even if it's bad uh, movies, it's still a good price. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you not buying that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? Uh, we got some feedback on the first episode. Um, somebody said that I sound like Kermit the Frog. Um, somebody said that they hate me. Um, those were the same person. Uh, we haven't released the first episode, so that was just thoughts that I had while I was editing. Oh, I was going to say it was me. Yeah. Nope. Nope. You really All me. sound like Kermit the Frog. I think so, yeah. No. Kermit the Frog. Oh, stop. Okay. Um, what do we got coming up next? Uh, next, were we going to delve into our our October Halloween theme? I was wondering if we could fit in our favorite movies in between that. I don't know if we'd have time to watch either of them. I think by the time we release this and the time we get the, the, the Halloween movies knocked out, though. What if we did our favorite stuff for, like, more of the November time period? Okay. Alright. Uh, so, the next episode... I think we're definitely... Should we go over what our four ideas are for each of the four? No. Um, Want to keep it a mystery? Yeah. The the next episode might be a different format. Um, ah, but okay. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be a lot but of fun. But the next four episodes will all be Halloween-themed, with it being October and such. Okay. Yep. Is that fair to say? Sure. Um, yeah, I think we're winding down, getting ready to end this. We're at an hour and three minutes, so... I'm tired, I'm old, I want to go to bed, I'm not going to lie. Okay. That's a great ending to a podcast right there. (laughs) Okay, until next time, um, Mom, don't listen to this. I don't think you have to worry about that. Bye. Wow, what a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. If you like that, you can follow us on Twitter at MoviesAfter, 
on Instagram at Movies After Marriage or follow our Facebook group, Movies After Marriage. Um, as always, you can find us on Podbean or iTunes um, under the Grapple Talk Network. Um, and you can listen to the other Grapple Talk Network shows like Grapple Talk, which is their flagship uh, show about wrestling, The Lonesome Road, Ross Family Matters, or Regular Guy Gaming. Um, next week we'll be talking about the movie A Serbian Film. So join us then. Thank you. Bye.